Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Kraken fans? Welcome to Season 2, Episode number 3 of Keeping Up with the Krakens, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is your co-host of the pod, Tyler Bell, once again, coming from southwestern Ontario in a little Dutch town called Norwich, sitting right beside our friend here, co-host of the pod, Alec Durham. What's up, my guy? You watch your mouth with that little Dutch town shit, boy. <laughs> hey, am I not speaking facts here? It's half Dutch. Not all it of us. It is so. It is <laughs> more than half, I think. They tried it, to take the over. The bloodlines run. If they, this was Game of Thrones, I'm pretty sure my family would have been killed a couple of generations ago. <laughs> well, thank God it isn't. We're able to do this uh, this podcast here, my guy. Back-to-back live ones, brother. Back-to-back live ones before taking off. You know, from my nice little vacay here back home. And uh, it's been pretty solid. Vacay's been good? It's been good, yeah. But, uh, you know, taking off in about a day and a half here. So just getting all geared up for that. But it's been a good week of uh, hockey as well, hasn't it? Oh, fuck yeah, man. The Kraken have actually had a hell of a week this week. They have. Today kind of sucked, but hell of a week. Yeah, and we'll get into a a bit of today in a little bit. But just kind of wrapping things up, talking about this week here. They went 1-1-1 throughout the week and against some pretty good opponents here so uh you know all in all i think they played some pretty well pretty damn good hockey i know if they keep this up we're gonna have to start predicting ot games they're playing close hockey games like all one goal games this week a lot of close hockey games like that they've been playing and against great teams too and they kicked things off against a good game against st louis earlier in the week on wednesday didn't they yeah and you know jones got the start and it was actually really cool and sports only playing 37 games last year because that hand surgery right yep None of those 37 were against St. Louis. This was his first game against his former club. Yeah, and that's the club that he started off in the NHL with and played, uh, you know, a good handful of of seasons there, almost up to a decade, basically. It was just short of that, but uh, you got to give it credit to Jaden Schwartz. He was a hell of a player for St. Louis for a lot of years. Now he's a hell of a player for us. Exactly, that he is. And not only that, I mean, uh, he's just been everywhere. But this game started off with a goal against to start things off and it was Jordan Cairo's first of the season. Yeah, kind of just walking off the half wall there and just kind of snapping it. 
Yeah, and then a nice interception from Alex Wenberg. He picks off a nice pass there, goes in, makes a good little pass to Will Borgen, sets him up for an absolute beauty. Borgen gets his first goal of the season. Yeah, I know I've been a little rough on uh, Willie there, but I got to give it to him. That was a hell of a shot. He fully just stepped into that. Hell of a shot, and uh, he's a guy who's been playing some pretty good hockey too as of late, like uh, in the defensive zone and starting to lay the body. And, uh, you know, he only was in a handful of games last year in and out of the lineup, but he's really making a presence this year good somebody has to do it back there oh yeah exactly and borgie showed up and then we would get two quick goals against from uh mm-hmm. st louis again they would strike raiden shen and then shortly right after that it was only a handful of seconds later and justin falk would put one in too um what did you think of those that's kind of the one disappointing trend that we saw from last year leak over into this season is not being able to really bounce back and have a shift after getting scored on that's something we're gonna have to take care of if they're gonna be a playoff team yeah, and uh, again, it was it was a quick goal right after Borgens, too, from Braden Shen there, and that's a trend that we've seen all last year and, and starting to see again this year is that quick goal against after we uh, we put one in the net here. So uh, that's something that's got to be cleaned up. Yeah, unless we can, you know, have it work for us the other way. That's one we would appreciate. Exactly, and I'm not going to lie. I was pretty nervous after those two goals went in. I was like, here we go, St. Louis, you know, only their second game. They're about to take off offensively, but no, it wasn't that case. I mean, the Kraken, they battled back and, and played some good hockey. Yeah, and battle is exactly what Donato had to do to earn that goal. Gets a good chance on the breakaway there when he scores, you know, sticks with it on Bennington. He made the first save, the second save on a whack, and then the puck pops loose, and his third tries the charm, right, for Ryan there. Yeah, that's the definition of not giving up on a play. You you have all that room on a breakaway like that, and then, you know, you get stopped, but you keep digging away. You put it in, and not only do you put it in, but you earn Shane Wright his very first point in the NHL on that play. Coming from the D zone, too, where you like to see it. Yeah, exactly. So he picks up his first assist in the NHL on a secondary assist there, and that's huge for the kid. Yeah, that'll be great for his confidence going forward. Hopefully get a couple more minutes and be able to build off of that. Yeah, that's exactly what we're looking, right? Especially if uh, if coach wants to put him in a bit more, too, right? Exactly. And not only that, but Adam Larson finds the back in the net for already his second goal of the season as well. And that would tie things up late in the second period. Yeah, that was just a great bomb from the point there. He got a hold of it. Talk about the D just filling it tonight, eh? Yeah, and I think that one was a little tipped in from Tory Krug there. So stick tap, okay. stick taps to Tory Krug on the tip in. Thanks for chipping in and making sure we get one past uh, Bennington like on the I play. Said, the D are filling the net tonight. Yeah, D filling the net. He just wanted to be a part of it. I don't care who's. Yeah, and uh, you know it was a pretty good third period too, like back and forth, a lot of chances either way, um, and that would bring this game to OT and, and crack and picking up a point against St. Louis just like that. I mean, that's huge. But unfortunately, a point's all they're going to pick up, right? When Falk gets up, gets the puck after a nice pass from Thomas and Tarasenko on a turnover below the goal line, and he just buries it, right? Yeah, like you look at that goal, and, and Schultz just whiffs on the puck right in behind. His own net turns into a turnover and they find Justin Schultz. He walks in and, you know, him and his heavy shot, he puts the game away for his second goal of the game. And St. Louis does take it 4-3, but uh, you got to look at it. It was a pretty good game for Seattle. Yeah, like we talked about, I mean, you take St. Louis to OT, you battle back from 3-1. You really earned this point and against a damn good team. Yeah, and it was the first point that they'd pick up at home too. Oh, 
Yeah. Bonus. Yeah. So first point at home for the Kraken. So I kind of gets them off and running too. They, they started on two at home, which, uh, you know, you don't like to see too much, but picking up that first point was really huge on that. So yeah, that was good to see. Unfortunately, this is the first game without a power play goal. Yeah. It first, had to happen sometime. Right? Exactly. But, uh, you know what? The other thing too, is, uh, in that third period, Shane Wright hit a post almost had a two point game going for the guy. Like, like he was looking good. He only played six minutes and 36 seconds in the game, but even Haxtell said after the game, he's like, you know, I was impressed with what I seen. And, you know, he obviously picked up his first point, almost had two could have been a game winner in that third. And then, you know, he says, well, I'm going to have to give the kid some more minutes. And it's like, well, that's what we've been waiting for. Like, finally, he actually admits it. The pressure was on in the presser. Let's see if it sticks. Let's see if it stays. Is he a man of his word? Yeah. And then, you know, they would move on two days later, playing Colorado in Colorado in another big game for the Kraken. Yeah, then we're going to have Grubauer starting in this one, eh? Yeah, playing against his former team. Grubauer's back in net. So, you know, Jones gets the big win. But uh, they throw Grubauer back in net, and uh, he looked pretty prepared. Yeah, you heard that right. Jones got the win with Grubauer in net. Stay tuned. There's a bit of a funky one going on there. Yeah, because I mean, we'll get into when it happens, but uh first things first though, it was it was just a really good start from from Seattle here and they would get the ball rolling, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot goes on in the first period there, but then in the second period starts off with a power play for the boys and Jaden Schwartz in the slot. That was a nice passing play, wasn't it? It was. So, no power play goals last game, but then they start things off with a good power play goal and yeah, it was really good. They were really executing well. They were using the outsides of uh of the offensive zone there, moving the puck well, and it really opened up that middle there for Jaden Schwartz to wire home his third. Like we said, the guy's been hot. Keep him in line for fantasy. Oh yeah, honestly, on the he, watch list. He was on my watch list a little while ago for sure. And, and honestly, on honestly, I might have to dip into that. But then it was just 22 seconds later when Jared McCann would pop a goal in himself. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need more That's of. what, exactly. It's answering and not letting one in after you score a goal. Exactly. And that would be his second point of the game too. So McCann's starting to heat up, isn't he? Goal and an assist, we'll take it, right? Oh, 100%. And and you know Colorado is going to have some pushback. And Evan Rodriguez, he would be able to sneak one home there and uh, put them within one goal for Colorado. Nice pass from Valerie Nachushkin there, who's really driving into his own this year, eh? I think he's tied for the league leading goals, or points, sorry, going into tonight's games. Yeah, yeah, I think he's might be one off the lead right now. now? I think he's one off the lead. It's like, damn. damn. What a start. Right. Imagine if you had him in both your fantasy teams. Oh, shit. Oh. Shit. Imagine if you went 10 and 0 against the guy that's in first. Oh, wait. That was you. That you was did both, do that. Both were me. But I, I think I'm not going to go know. 10 and 0. I think it's like 9 and 1. Anyway. Oh, anyway. I mean, the, the only crappy thing is that, you know, in that third period, too, uh, we'd get another power play chance. But it was Bowen Byram getting a shorthanded goal for Colorado. And unfortunately, that wasn't the only dagger that hurt us on that play. As Grubauer comes across to try to make the save there, uh-oh, he goes down a little funny, doesn't he? You knew it as soon as he seen the replay. Like, at first, I thought he was just scrounging down. Like, he's like, oh, you know, shit. Fuck, I got beat. Left, you know, that one he picked. I should have had that. That's what I thought his reaction was. But you could tell something in his groin area down low there when he slid across. 
he looked hurt on that uh, slower replay. Yeah, and he would actually leave the game very shortly after that play, and in comes Martin Jones for his 400th NHL game played. Yeah, 400th NHL game played because technically, you know, he's getting thrown in there for the third period, and, uh, you know, that's pretty crazy to, to think of uh, Martin Jones already playing his 400th game. Right, and for- it's even more crazy if you want to go look at it like this. There was about nine minutes left in the game when this happened, right? Yep. He only made one save. The rest of the game. Yeah, no, honestly, like, Seattle shut shut it down oh, yeah. against Colorado, and and that is just as impressive as ever. And to get that uh, game-winning goal, we had Carson Kuhlman sneaking one through the five-hole there with just about like six minutes left in the game, just over six minutes. That was fucking nasty. Oh, when Schwartz just airmailed it there, you know what it reminded me of? Kopitar and Dustin Brown like eight years ago. What when when they just flipped it blue line to blue oh, line and yep. brown skates into it? Yep, I know, Wally. dude. That was a that was an amazing pass there by Schwartzy and Carson Kuhlman. That was a very very nice tuck in. You and to to kind of drag that back into the middle there and, and get that to go five hole. Yeah, that, he was that's under a not lot of pressure. A, that is not an easy play to make. Man all over his back stick arm draped in front of him so you got to protect the puck while you're trying to push through and to find the five hole there on francis like just damn nice goal and that first, was first of the year first of the year and it earned him first star of the game Ooh, as well Carson. and i mean that only makes sense you get the game winner late in the third like that second star going to jared mccann two point night for him and honestly the seattle kraken absolutely pumped it to Colorado. I know it was a close game there, only a one goal game, but shots 38 to 20. Yeah. I mean, you get a power play goal on them too. They don't get one. We're not going to talk about the shorthanded goal because we already did. The team looked like they just kicked ass against the defending champs. Yeah. Only gave up to uh, two power plays against shut them both down against Colorado too. It's not an easy task against that stacked team as well. I mean, they got dummied on the face-off, but to outshoot them almost two times to one and, and you know, the face-offs were like 36% for the crack and 63 for Colorado. That's a statement right there. They were battling and getting pucks back in possession. Exactly. To be that low in face-offs, but have that, excuse me, that much of a favor with shots, like that shows exactly that. You don't have big hits either. So you're in there, you're getting good stick on puck and you're taking the puck. You're not just throwing the body around trying to bruise people. Smart hockey plays. Exactly. And in in that game too, I believe it was the second period there, we've seen some fisticuffs getting thrown too between Jamie Alexiak and Curtis McDermott. You could tell McDermott was trying to fire up his own team there. I mean, that was a hell of a fight for two big guys. Pretty sure Big Rig got the bucket for the team after that game. Yeah. Oh, probably why. Probably why, baby. That's right. And, I mean, he held in there. McDermott, you know, he's a tough guy. He fed a lot of punches. But uh, Jamie Alexiak, Big Rig, he's no joke either. But you love to see two big guys like that throwing bombs. You know what else is no joke? Shane Wright getting almost nine minutes of time on ice tonight. Hackstall's like, let's fucking give the kids some minutes. And he did it. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Throwing up is uh, so far career high in time on ice with eight minutes, 42 seconds, almost nailing nine minutes down there. So, uh, you know what? Shout out to the coach there for Hackstall. You know, he wasn't joking. He said he'd give him a couple more minutes. I thought it would actually be a bit more, but he literally just gave him like two more minutes, basically. Yeah, I thought he wouldn't be the only player on the team with single-digit minutes of time on ice, but he was, so whatever. 
Yeah, I know. That's it's crazy to think about in that game, but I guess it was so tight too that just rolling it's, everybody. It's, it's one of those games exactly. Rolling the, yeah, rolling those lines. I mean, yeah, shout out to Carson Coleman. That was a sick great game winner there. Oh yeah, just fight it off and get the five hole. Oh yeah, big time. And then today they would play a game against Chicago and uh you know, I had some family obligations so I didn't get to to, to watch pretty much most of this game, but uh, it was a doozy. It was a bit of a shootout at the start. Oh, the first period was my dream. You know how much I love good goal scoring and shitty goaltending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what we got, didn't we? Oh, yeah, when Canner walks in and just wires that one. Whew. Oh, that, that was deadly. And how about the pass by Morgan Geeky? Little no-look draw pass right to him. Had everybody fooled. No one seen that coming at all. And again, Carson Kuhlman continuing his heroics with just a little no-look slide pass off to the left to start that too. Yeah, so they go up one nothing really early into the game there. And then Burakovsky puts him up 2 nothing with his third goal already. And uh, he just made that look easy. It was absolutely wide open in front. Everly finds him. And he just kind of stalls there for a second and then just picks his shot. Had the same exact situation just a minute or two before that and had the same spot but hit the goaltender. And he picked it on that one. He made sure it went in the right hole. Yeah, absolute dandy. And then things kind of fell apart there for the Kraken. Yeah, we talked about shorthanded goals last game, right? Yeah. They're going to continue tonight, unfortunately. Wujujar Kara. Wow, I almost fucked that up. Oh, it's a tough one yeah, if you don't a, know it. Yeah. Oof, oof. Wow. But yeah, so they got one and it was not pretty, dude. Oh, fuck. Just careless coming up with the puck, turnover, quick passing play, and the Kara's left all alone at the crease there for a tap in. Jones was hopeless. That's some of that sloppy play that needs to leave. And was that done with the with the giveaway there? It might have been. Yeah, he he's uh he's kind of back to his old ways pretty quickly here from last year. You know, we kind of talked about it. He had to have a bounce back. And uh so far, you know, there's been some plays that have distinctly led to goals off his turnovers, and this one was another ugly one. He almost has one like blatantly bad play a game. Per game. Yeah, it's 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 not scores. that pretty. Yeah, and then and then every now and then he he chips in offensively, right. but it's not enough to exactly. to make up for the mistakes, right? He's not prime Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I> get shots. <laughs> I like it. Dirty shots. I, I wanted like to it. see how long I took to register. Just what did he say? Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Are you taking shots at Eric Carlson? Not anymore. And then, uh, yeah, Chicago would get to work on the power play there, pop a couple power play goals, uh, you know, to give themselves a 3-2 lead in the game. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you have a power play goal against in the final minute of a period and the first minute of the next period. Mm -hmm. That hurts. It does hurt. It does hurt. It's not a good situation to put yourself into, especially when you started the game off so good with that 2-0 lead early on, and then... Uh, they kind of lost some of that momentum throughout and then they put themselves in that hole. And now you're chasing the game again, chasing the game again, but Matty Beneers baby gets one back and ties the game up with his second goal. What'd you think of that one? Well, it was just nice by his line mates there, right? Everyone four checked hard. Schwartz got it over and Beneers, Beneers goes right to the far post and Schwartz just fired it right through. We kind of fumbled it on that first pass. So we, I think we were lucky to get one. If he'd have handled the first one, it would have just been in, right? There was a yep. lot of room. Yeah, but it feels good. I mean, he, he seemed like he's a bit snake bitten lately. He's been doing well to create 
you know, chances. Yeah. Doing yeah, well his to first create. goal since uh, the home or first game. Yeah, exactly. He's just felt a bit snake bitten. And it's not a lack of trying or a lack of getting shots on net, too. They just haven't been finding the back of the net for him. One thing I have noticed with Beneers this week is like most of the time, and not by most, I mean 85, 90%, he's in the right spots. Mm-hmm. It's just he's not quite strong enough yet. Like he is still a teenager, mm-hmm. but he's in the right spots most of the time. He's just getting out muscled by men, and that'll come. And it will come. Yeah, th- those are going to be the difference makers when he puts on some of that extra. And I know, like, I think he put on 10, somewhere around 10 to 15 pounds. But but wait till, you know, he gets into his maturity stage and, you know, puts on that man, that man muscle strength, yeah. you know. Still pretty young, but it was good to see him back on the board again because, you know, we're all about that Matty Veneers train, baby. Gotta watch something. And like we said, Vince Dunn chipping in offensively. He's able to step in. Nice little drop there from McCann. And uh, Dunn steps into one and uh, unloads one for his first of the season. Yeah, we got to give credit to Dunn here if we're going to rip him up on the last one. He mm-hmm. actually uh, starts the breakout below the goal line in Seattle's end, beats his four-checker up ice, gets a nice pass, like you said, from McCann there and just fires it over the glove. Yeah, and that would give them the lead there with Woo! the back-to-back goals. 4-3 Seattle. And they would bring that lead into the third period. And the third period did not go well for us. It did not, eh? No. no. I didn't get to see all of it, but I saw enough. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a Tyler Johnson goal there. Wasn't it a off a kind of a bad turnover as well? Or am I mistaken that? Because uh kind of escaping my mind actually right now the tyler johnson second one the first one i saw obviously off the pad with the power play shot from jones but his second one i can't fucking remember right now either way it found the back of the net honestly uh again his second right second of the season second of the game yep and then things didn't get better because jason dickinson again would put chicago up by a goal five four that one was kind of a weird one took a lot of bounces on its way in yeah yeah that was a strange one i still kind of blanking on it but he was just off to the side there and took a smack at it and i think it hit a couple things it might have hit one of our d it fucking hit something and the old knuckle puck you know and russ tyler who who would have thought Hey, chicago off to a hot start now after a couple back-to-back wins now they just beat uh, detroit the other night now they step in and against Chicago here and uh or against against Seattle and all of a sudden Chicago is putting up some W's yeah something I wouldn't have expected they're in a playoff spot right now yeah I mean I get it we're five games in but I didn't expect them to sit in the playoff spot at all I didn't expect them to have any kind of points at all I was looking at them in Arizona and I was like who's gonna have the worst record this year yeah, honestly, like that's what I was thinking about Chicago. I mean, they signed a bunch of uh, leftovers basically in the offseason, but, uh, you know, they're getting coached well and through five games off to a 3-2 no start. So credit to them, three wins in, in five games. That's no joke. Right. Everyone's like, they're going for Bedard. No. I mean, they kind of are, but they, not that hard. Yeah, apparently. I mean, maybe they'll coach. Maybe the coach tell them they ease up a bit, but good luck doing that with Patty Kane and Johnny Taves on that team. Well, they're just going to get traded, so. Yeah. Oh, they, you know, in the final years of their contracts, they better get traded or else that's a massive L for Seattle Chicago. deadline target. We do need a good center. We could use any of those two and players. I'm pretty sure Extension? Johnny Taves is from Winnipeg, which isn't far. That's true. Taves is from Winnipeg. I'm going to be curious to see where... Patty Kane ends up. He's going east. 
Yeah, I think so. Talk is always the Rangers. They're always the head, head of every talk. Buffalo but, uh, keeps playing like this, though. He might want to go home for a run. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk. You know what? That, that top six, just to jump back into things, that top six for Seattle was looking pretty good, though, this week, eh? Yeah, they changed the lines up a couple games yeah, ago. Yeah, they you know, did they do some veneers with Schwartz and Eberle and then Wenberg in between Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand, and oh. Things that just Wenberg, seem to be clicking, right? Yeah, that Wemberg line looks nice. They yeah. snap it around well. They might snap it around just maybe a little too much, but... I feel like that's always going to be the knock on whatever line Wenberg's, Wenberg's on. on. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a little too much passing going on. Someone's got to shoot it. And uh, you know what? It would have been nice to get that win, especially heading into the next three games. You start a three-game homestand, so that's pretty big for Seattle here. Yeah, it is nice to not have to go on the road anymore, right? You get to sleep in your own bed, get ready for the game, have a normal routine. Exactly, and they kick things off against uh, what you would think would be a bit of an easier game, but that's just not the case to start this year because it's against Buffalo uh, Tuesday night, October 25th, and uh, that's a team that's just been hot lately. they got a couple players on that team who have been unreal to start off, and this is a team that hasn't even lost in regulation yet no they're going right like they lost that one goal game to, and then it was to florida that they lost in ot or shootout whatever it was there i can't remember yeah and i think it was got... just re- regulation late in oh the game. is it yeah oh i thought it said they were 4-0-1 on the standings stupid nhl app so they have lost that one in regulation then well never mind then yeah no no it's okay but i mean late a late one to lose against florida who Again, like that first when Florida started, people were like, ah, they don't look that great, but you still look at their record. They're 4-1-1. One, and one. and right behind them, Buffalo, 4-1. and one. So this is a team that's no joke. You can't take them lightly going into this uh, game against them Tuesday. No, three straight wins. Alex Tuck is, I think, got six goals now in the NHL, and uh, Rosmus Dahlin has five in five straight games. In five games, and I don't think a defenseman has ever done that. Not for Buffalo. No defenseman's ever had a five-game goal streak in Buffalo. To start the season. Ever. Ever. In Buffalo. And then the NHL record that Darlene set is no defenseman's ever had a five-game goal or four-game goal streak to start the season. And now he just got five. That's pretty wild, dude. Right? That is. Like, it's about time, too. It's been a... One of those, one of the situations where we're waiting for him to break out as the true, you know, phenom star defenseman that uh, you know everyone thought he was first coming into the league. The way he tore up the SHL and his, you know, not only his draft year but the year before that, he was he was, was outstanding. Yeah, and and people are like, how this guy's unreal, like next Nick Lidstrom. But you know, now you're really starting to see him take control in the NHL. He just looks so confident. Have you seen those behind-the-scenes TikToks from Buffalo? Not going to lie, I haven't. Oh, man. The one game, I think it was actually the game where uh, he scored super late to win it against someone. But he walks in and just pulling the gritty on his way into the locker room. Oh, yeah? Like, he looks good. I like that. I like that. But... Let's hope he's not buzzing too, too hard against their crack in here. It's going to be a good game, though. Starting the starting the homestand off against a good opponent against Buffalo. Uh, you know, they've obviously been playing well, but I think this is another another close game coming up. One goal game. Let's go with a one goal game. One goal game. There's been some scoring happening on both teams. Some uh, the 
two of the both of these teams are high up for goals scored per game right now. So, uh, you know, that would usually, you know, four, three, four, three, five, four. You'd think something like that. Mm -hmm. I would think that because we think it's going to be that it's going to end up being like a two, one game. I could see that both goalies just dumb. Eric Comrie is disgusting right now, by the way. Uh, yeah. Comrie's disgusting for Buffalo and net. Uh, he's, he's actually got like the second best, like stats. advanced stats of any goalie right now, which is like, what, who, but, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing for Seattle right now is where's Grubauer's health at. And I know it, it sounded like, you know, the, with the way that, you know, Grubauer wasn't placed on like IR or anything. No, I seen he was day to day today. So, so that's a good sign. That means that almost most likely we'll see him in action this week. I mean, I would think possibly Thursday, if not almost for sure by Saturday. That's what I'd bet on. Is you're hoping for Thursday? Yeah, you're hoping for Thursday, most likely Saturday. Uh, that would probably go with the timeline that we've uh, been given so far. And looking to Thursday, that's Vancouver. That team might still be looking for their first win of the season. Because yeah. between now and then, they play Carolina. Yeah, and uh, we go from a team that's very hot to a team that is very not. And like you said, Vancouver's still trying to find their first W this season in the NHL. they got to play Carolina, and then they'll play us. What's going on in Cooverland? Oh, it is bad news, Bears, there. Dude, everyone I, hates everybody. Yeah, and uh, you know it's unfortunate, especially for your fantasy team having Demko. Um, oh, he's on the bench now. It's okay. Just kick rocks, eh? Right. I might try and trade him for Campbell. See if Kev doesn't like Jack that much. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, I try to put in a put in a trade for the soup too. Did you? Yeah, not gonna talk about it right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, we were. I was gunning for him because he's off. Uh, you know, it was a bit of a shaky start, but I think he'll, he'll be good there. Anyways, jumping back into this Vancouver team, why is it not working? Well, going to a tweet here from Ian McIntyre, Sportsnet, you know. Here's the quote from uh, his tweet here. Ex as exceptionally bad as loss was for Canucks, the post game was truly extraordinary. The president talking about a rebuild, the coach wondering about the professionalism of his players, and this is game six, day 11. Never in my 30 years covering this team. Vancouver's in trouble, bro. That is shocking. Question. JT Miller contract. Yikes. Right decision. Yikes. Movable for sure? I think so. But yeah, but you're not getting what you were two months ago for him. Probably not, which is yikes. Yep. Talking about a rebuild, I mean, there's. I feel like they're still so young. But then I guess you start looking at some of those pieces that they have right now. There's some age in there, isn't there? Yeah, there's uh, some older guys, especially on the back end, right? Like they don't have a whole lot of help for Quinn Hughes there. I was going to say it's that back end that's pretty abysmal. But uh, yeah, that's big yikes. I mean, they do have two points. They have a couple of OT losses, so they got close to it. But, I mean, six games in, you don't even have a win yet. That is uh, horrendous. And, you know, this is the team that is supposed to be our rivals, you know, playing across the border here. So why not uh, Why not stir the pot up, get things fired up? They haven't been that great against Vancouver last year. Let's turn it around this season. Oh, that is definitely changing this year. And yeah. you know why? 
according to Bruce Boudreaux, the second best player on the team, other than Petey, of course, is some guy I've never fucking heard of. His name's Amon. Amon? Do you know who he is? I have no clue. Right? That's how fucking much trouble Vancouver's in. Think of everyone on their team that isn't Peterson. And that's who's their second best player. Wow. That's tough. That like, is not, that is bad news. They're losing for them. leads. Demko's playing terrible. I mean, this is the first team in NHL history to hold multi-goal leads in three straight games to start the year and lose all of them. Yikes. Yeah. You thought it was bad. It Replay that stat. I mean, I mean, ever this is just negative. The last five minutes is just negative Vancouver talk. I kind of love it right now. Man, fuck the Canucks. <laughs> oh, it just chirp city. I love it. And uh, what do you think? I'm I'm going with a five two victory. Oh, here. I was gonna say five two. I'll go five one. Five one. I like it. And then, you know, to end the three-game homestand, they have a real tough opponent coming up, one that's been super hot to start the year as well. That's the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, I know this one's going to interest you quite a bit, Mr. Penn's fan over here. So uh, give me your thoughts on this one. Well, Pittsburgh's probably going to score six goals because that's just what they do now, apparently. Is that what they're averaging? Well, in their home games, yes. They're averaging 6.25 goals for per game at home. Of course you would know the difference between home and away. I'm looking at it right now and I just <laughs> saw it. Uh, away, they're only averaging four goals a game. Yeah, that's terrible. Right? Like, who <laughs> yeah. wants that? How many, uh, what, they're five? They're 4-0-1 through five games so far. And who are they playing throughout the, the week leading up? They, uh, they Throughout the week leading up to the Seattle game, this is where it might work out for Seattle, right? They've got a back-to-back with Edmonton and Calgary to start the week, starting tomorrow and Monday. Then they get a couple days off. Then they play in Vancouver Friday night and then in Seattle the next night. So So it's going to be the second of a back-to-back. And again, Vancouver's going to get pumped. And then they're going to walk in and uh, they're going to be facing a whole new Seattle team than they seen last season. Meaning Seattle's probably going to face DeSmith too. Yeah, that's we'll, we'll see what happens there. That'll be an interesting decision on the coach's part, right? Um, but yeah, that could be one where maybe Jones is back in, uh, and after Grubauer played the game against Vancouver, but you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what the goalie matchup there, but it is, it is intriguing with the back-to-backs, especially for, uh, Pittsburgh being their second game of a back-to-back there. Yeah. And one thing you're going to want to watch for with Pittsburgh is their power play, right? It's kind of lethal. I mean, sure. Gensel's out right now, day to day, but when he comes back, look out for that. Yeah, and uh, it's got to be top of the league right now, percentage-wise, right? Like, it's got to be up there. Well, it certainly won't be at the bottom, that's for sure. Uh, What are you thinking, if you had to guess? Like, where amongst the league, their power play percentage is? Pittsburgh's? Yeah. Uh, Frig, I'll have to go with, I don't know, eight. eight. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Look at that, eh? Just predicting. Let's see. Let's see. Pull it up here. They are 10th. 10th. Hey, we're 8.3. Pretty close guess there. And, uh, I mean, yeah, those those are two uh, two really good power plays because Seattle is going to be right around 12th. there. Yeah, 12th place right now. They're, they're cracking at about 25%, which still keeps them, of, of course, in that uh, – that top echelon of the league. They're the, the, the top half, of course. Quick math. So 
it'll be interesting. Maybe it might be a special teams battle between those two teams. Yeah, and if that's what we're going to be looking at here, we're going to be looking for the penalty kill too. And that's where Pittsburgh kind of just barely has the edge. They're not doing that great right now at 74%, but uh, it's 10% better than the Kraken. So, yeah, and you know what? You just got you got to play the numbers there. But uh, either way, it's going to be a great homestand here. Three game homestand. Nice one to get back in the building. Try to find their groove at home because uh, it's been a struggle. Yeah, this is one, especially like we're talking about another Saturday night home game, right? Yeah. So this is something we're going to look to try and break that. Exactly. They just have the one, uh, they just have the one point at home so far in three games. So they got to start to produce at home because once they start to kick, if they could play anything close to what they've been doing on the road throughout the season, we're not joking here. This is a team that will be competitive and they've improved so much more already throughout from what we've seen last season. Their forwards look so much quicker. They do. They look like they know where each other are going to be yeah. more, right? Like yeah. more in sync. So, you know, if you were a betting man, what, how many games would you say they win? How many points do they put up out of a total of six? This week, points they put up, I'll go four. Four points. They've got the two victories. Yeah. Two out of three games here. That's what I'm going with. Good. Well, you can be a betting man or woman here as well, right, Durham? Because... Hockey fans, Kraken fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And we've been hitting the ice for these last couple weeks, but you can hit the ice at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. So if you're feeling confident enough, you could throw $5 down against Vancouver, put a little $5 down with Seattle there, and uh, you got a pretty good chance of coming away with $200. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn those small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, or more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do just that. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. All right, welcome back, Kraken fans. We got a bit of Seattle Kraken news to break, don't we? Yeah, Michael Kempney had his contract mutually terminated there. Yeah, that's a real interesting one. This one kind of came out of left field, didn't it? Yeah, I guess he wasn't really happy, you know, playing time. You don't want to play down in the A if you're over here as a European, right? You'd rather play in the NHL or just go home, which is exactly what he wants to do. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like we said, when he signed that, we said he was going to be like that 6th, 7th defenseman, maybe like, you know, right around 6, 7, 8 is what we said. And, you know, it, it with the contract he signed, with the amount of money, like it seemed like, okay, you know, he was happy with that type of role. And, you know, we're only a, a handful of games in, and obviously he wasn't too thrilled about it. Yeah, I wonder if he kind of knew he wasn't eighth. Maybe he was kind of like nine, ten, and he's like, oh, fuck this. I'm just going to go home and make money there and play. Yeah, so uh, he ends up going to, uh, what, the Czechia League, going back home? Yeah, to uh, HC Sparta Praha. 
Isn't that fun to say? Not really. It's kind of hard. H.C. Sparta Praha. I don't Sparta know. Praha. I kind of like it. With the ad, you got to throw in the little tongue roll. I think that that's what makes it fun. But yeah, so he goes uh, and uh, goes back home there. So that's an interesting one. I wonder if they try to add another defenseman for some depth at some point, even if it's uh, signed to an AHL deal. It'd be interesting to keep an eye on that one. Moving along here, though, the reverse retro jerseys are here, baby. And uh, give me your thoughts on uh, Seattle's. Well, it's nice to see. You know, it's kind of a nice-looking jersey there. They got the stripes going down horizontally across the belt and the arms there. And uh, for those that don't know, they're inspired by the Pacific Coast Hockey League Seattle Ironmen. Yeah, so give us just a little touch on what you mean by that and just where some of that inspiration for the jersey design really comes from. Well, coming from Adidas's website there for what they've got for it, it's in in the sophomore season, the Kraken are going to present a jersey that prominently spotlights the team's sea green color in the body. It's going to incorporate horizontal striping that seemingly submerges the S below the C. Isn't that neat? Mm Mm-hmm. The Kraken's red eye is going to peak just above the surface. The crest will feature dimensional embroidery with raised eyebrow and tentacle shadow. Don't know what the fuck that means, but sounds cool. The current NHL Shield logo is remixed in the old school vintage orange and black color, which is the shit. Yeah, honestly, looking at it now after uh, after reading that, it it does it does seem cooler because you get that red eye that is like you said raised right above uh, that dark blue which is supposed to be like that ocean yep which is like makes it pretty cool and then you have that tentacle running through the s and now you're kind of imagining that maybe raising above and just like picturing like how cool that would look as well so i always i really like the jersey design especially with the stripes I think where they missed the mark was going with that old school S that I think a lot of Kraken fans were looking forward to seeing on the jersey. Yeah, I would have liked to see a different try at a logo. Yeah, and I think that's where they missed the mark the most. But overall, I'll give it a B. Yeah, I could go with that. Good B. A a B here. I I don't want to say B minus. It's not that terrible. It's still fairly clean looking. Like I said, uh, the stripes, especially the reverse stripes, they start kind of with the different colors near the belt. And then on the the side of the the arm there, it's kind of been striped in the other style of color because of the jersey kind of split there in in color uh, with, with the main one running through the middle of the jersey but not gonna lie man i think it's i think it's pretty fire it's it's nice looking and i bet you it'll look real nice all kitted out i bet you it's in the top half of the league oh sure. body is it ever yeah this is this hovers for me it hovers right somewhere in between 10 and 15 ranking yeah i'd have it somewhere around the 10 to 12 ish yeah give or take a couple spots but uh, yeah speaking of let's talk about our what we think are the best retros and the worst ones and yeah let's jump right into it durham here we got to you know what we have all the jerseys pulled up right in front of us here um the way nhl adidas kind of uh you know on yeah put the pick out they have them kind of grouped up kind of a little bit weirdly when they're all kind of in their color scheme group. So let's just go straight from the first group, go right across and uh, we'll just give our thoughts quickly on all, all of these jerseys, you know, some of them are really good. Some are really bad, but starting off with Florida. Well, I see we're going to start with the really good. 
you know, we're going to go with a color popping and especially having it right beside the Montreal one there where they're kind of the same blue. You can see how terrible the Montreal one is and how fantastic the Florida one is. Yeah. Considering it's almost like the same shade of blue there, but I love the way the Florida one looks got the sun very vibrant with the palm tree cutting across the hockey stick in the middle. I think these are going to look really sexy on the ice. Yeah. And a full kit. That's going to look nice. Yeah. And like we said, right beside Montreal there, it's to me, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. No, last year's, reverse retro was significantly better i think just basically the same jersey but a different color scheme yeah exactly and moving right along here we got detroit so what do you think of this guy significantly better than last year's and it's still fucking terrible yeah honestly it's better than last year's practice and it's still getting hung up in the worst jersey hall of fame category to me it's it it's just horrible to look at and it's despicable that it's going to be on an NHL ice. If you were a Detroit fan, would you even buy one? No, I wouldn't even look at it if I, I didn't have to. It's like last year's. It was brutal. Or I'm last... with you on that one. Yeah. Um, moving along here, Calgary. See, I, it's kind of one of those, like, I look at certain parts of it, and I'm like, yeah, that looks neat. And then I look at all of it, and I'm like, I don't like it. It's one of the, uh, like, a few jerseys that was released that has just a black background. The one thing I do like is the retro striping on it. Um, so it's not horrible, but it, again, it's just, I don't know if it does a whole lot for me. Yeah, it doesn't really move me in a good way. <laughs> Moving along, uh, Edmonton here. Man, I love that jersey, the oil drop with the gear there. I mean, you, you probably could have used a little bit more orange around it maybe, but. It looks like a lot of white just to the left of the oil drop there. You know what I mean? True. I, I do love this uh, this style of jersey. Um, I loved it when they used to wear it in the mid-2000s with the, like you said, the oil drop and the gear. Like uh, To me, I love that style. I think it's just the right amount of orange touched in there now, too. I think these will look really good on ice, so I'm a fan. Moving along to Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's pretty white. It's I love the symbol. It's the old school jet symbol. You can't go wrong with it, but this kind of went wrong. Yeah, it's kind of a back-to-back L's for Winnipeg in the reverse retro there last it's, year's. It's like, like almost like the crap. exact same style. It's just it doesn't pop much. It doesn't do a lot for me. It's kind of plain. Like I'm pretty sure they have an exact jersey already that's just white with the blue stripes. Yeah, no, 100 percent Yeah, that's what like the other one was. It just there's not much going on. Moving along, though, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. There's storm style jerseys here. This one, there's a, there's very, very few white jerseys I like because fucking everybody has a white, so it's hard to actually enjoy it. This is one of them. Yeah, I think it's clean. I, I don't know if a lot of people were a fan of it, but like, I don't, I don't mind it. You got the rain going on. You got the waves. Uh, in the bottom of the jersey, and of course the lightning bolt in there too. The and shoulder patch gray for clouds. Yeah, like uh, to me, I like it. I think these will look good all fully kitted out. Um, so to me, it's a plus. I like it. I like that they decided to get creative with it. Yeah, yeah. Instead what, what did of you say earlier, it's the, the perfect storm. It's like the perfect storm yeah. jersey. Yeah. Um, moving along, uh, Toronto looks like shit. It's the exact same <laughs> jersey that they've had for the last hundred years. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going. It just looks like a throwback jersey without even the reverse retro. Talk about a team that needed to be creative. Yeah, they've been throwing out just like a lot of L's with some jerseys. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of Winter Classic ones I loved. This one doesn't do a whole lot, though. Yeah, this one's uh, not one I'd look to buy. 
Okay, a group of like white jerseys here coming up, oh, starting fuck. with the Mighty Ducks. Okay, this one kind of slaps a little bit. I mean, I'd like to see not a black stripe there. I'd rather that be purple and behind the duck mask as well also be purple. Kind of get those colors vibing together. Yeah, they, they're they going that, with the new school sick. colors with the old school jersey, which a bit of the old school colors mixed in there would have been nice. Like, you can't go wrong with a Mighty Ducks jersey. Like, it's, like it's clean. I, I don't mind this at all. I, I love it. I wish I love the purple though. I do love the, the purple that they used to have. But other than that, I mean, can't go wrong with the Mighty Ducks, baby. That's a big throwback. And for back-to-back -back whites for reverse retros, this one is a significant upgrade, right? Yeah, they had the cartoon duck guy in the last one. Jumping out of the frozen water. Yeah, and I don't mind that. I like the I like the cartoon look. You don't see that too often, but this still beats it, no problem. No, yeah easily beats yeah. it um moving on to the buffalo here they got the uh like their throwback mid 2000s look too with the uh whatever fucking animal that is the buffalo yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's a buffalo who would have thought it's a, pretty Bison? sure it's, it's a saber whoa whoa the sabers go in the buffaloes yeah <laughs> but um no honestly i love I love the symbol, the new color scheme with it. It's okay, but it's almost a little too white. I really loved how the, uh, you know, how it looked with the black, uh, the black, the Their silver. Thirds. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, when they used to have that look. I And, and um, apparently that's what the thirds are going to be released later this year. So those are going to pump for that. I think, think they're going to be way better. Now? Yeah, wait till they're throwing back the the black, red, silver look jerseys. Oh my goodness, with that symbol, those things were fire. Was it, you just think of a Fenny Genoff just out there dangling players, just oh unreal. Fucking Ryan Miller with the long hair and goalie, just Danny Briere. Danny Briere. Did you see that picture of Ryan Miller I sent you guys today? No, man, he looks like Mega Mind. Oh yeah, wait a second, he did. He you paint that motherfucker blue. Yeah, no, seriously, but yeah. I mean, Miroslav Shatan, another throwback guy, just out there playing hockey. Fucking right. Doing his Sabres, thing. baby. Uh, moving along, Boston Bruins with the big bear symbol in the front. I love the logo for Boston. I don't care what jersey it's on. This one looks all right, but I love that logo. I actually love it, too. I think it's I think it slaps. It's pretty sweet. Uh, I love the bear symbol in the middle. Even the, like, the, the little rigid lines going through it, like, uh, I like it. It's a clean look. I think it it'll look, look like real nice real on, on the ice. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good symbol. Um, next row here, we got a we got the Nashville Predators. What do you think? I do not like it. Like they just keep to me, this looks like again like Winnipeg, same criticism, a jersey they've literally already had before with the fucking mustardy yellow and, and it's a nice logo, the saber tooth tiger predator there. It's not much of a reverse retro at all, is it? No, it's kind of the exact same thing they've already had. I like the like the predator, like the saber tooth looking predator symbol. I love that. Looks great. Um, but yeah, they've kind of already done this before. It's nothing that that's very new. Very like it pops much, right? So mm -hmm. doesn't do a whole lot. But what about the uh, St. Louis Blues yellow ones with the old school uh, blue symbol and the and the old school lettering too? What do you think of this one? Oh man, I love this jersey. And I know someone's going to be sitting there and going, you didn't like the fucking Nashville yellow. It's the same fucking yellow. And I go, yeah, St. Louis doesn't fucking normally wear yellow all the time. Like you said, this is new. This 
pops. It pops. And I think like you add it with like blue helmet, blue gloves, blue plant, blue pants. It'll make this like, it'll, it'll, it'll even out some of that yellow in there and uh, look really good on ice. And I like the old school symbol. I'm a fan of it. Here's something I really like what St. Louis has done the last two years with the reverse retros. So like their primary color is blue and then their secondary or tertiary colors are red and yellow, right? Yeah. Their last two colors, they've made the secondary and tertiary colors, the primary and made blue the background and, of it. And still like used all, all three. Exactly. Nicely. Actually, like, I don't see a red on this one. I, I did love those first ones with the red. Oh my goodness. I love those. Um, moving along. Arizona Coyotes, they stick with the same type of style here, but they add like a like almost like a sunset Arizona vibe look to it now. What do you think? Oh, wait, looking at the old one side by side, I wonder if it's a sunrise because the old one is purple, so it's kind of like dark. Maybe it's nighttime, Maybe. and now this one, right in the morning, baby, the fucking Coyotes are rising. Dude, I love the way you put that. This jersey's fire. It almost looks like there's a fire maybe going around going around in the background somewhere and the, the coyotes are just howling oh. um they look hungry i like it it's a great jersey and i i i just love everything about it to be honest it's great i think it's gonna look good on ice i agree it's actually one of the ones that where they kind of like went for it and it worked mm-hmm. moving along some jerseys with some green starting with the minnesota wild basically the same style that they had in their first but uh they add a bit more pop a little bit more green involved now what do you think Bro, they literally took the exact same logo except for the mouth that was yellow on the white one, and they put it white on the green one. They did, and uh, it's not a bad look at all. It's clean again. I love the Minnesota North Stars colors. Uh, I think they pop well, but to me, like they, they didn't change a whole lot up, which is the only knock I have, really. Yeah, see, like when last year they took the Minnesota Wild jersey with the Minnesota North Stars colors, right? Yeah, I would have liked them to see this year the exact opposite instead of doing the exact same. I wanted to see a Minnesota North Stars jersey in Minnesota Wild colors. Dude, I think that would be an unreal idea, actually. I'd love to see just what that looks like. Someone do that. Yeah, someone chalk it up, send it to us. Um, Tweeter. Dallas Stars here. Oh, my Lanta. I, I fucking love these jerseys, man. Is it not the exact opposite reaction to the ones we had last year? A hundred percent. Last year's is like, I, I didn't even know what I was looking at. It looked like a build a jersey that got a third of the way through and you forgot to add color. The only place you added it to was the star in the middle. It was confusing. I didn't like it. Right. If you're more than 10 feet away, you can't read anything on the jersey. Yeah. You're like, did I dip into franchise mode and fall asleep halfway through the created jersey part Wake i don't know 20 was, minutes late for work it was ridiculous it looked like somebody left their job early that day maybe it was getting made on a friday afternoon they not were getting started on this one a year early and that's why it slaps yeah and and this one now it just pops with the black in the background and i love that old school star symbol like just reminds me of madano just absolutely just beasting down the wing just sniping genos God, that was a sick player. Like that has to be the best black background jersey, right? Yeah. Because I, I think I other think teams so. that have a black yeah. chest, it's kind of worked it, into the rest of it. Whereas this, this one is just, just the fits, chest. Right? Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. This gets an A plus for me. Honestly, I put it right up there. Right up there in my top five. I, I love this old school Dallas look. They should just go back to it. They should. 
Um, moving along here, Vancouver. This is an interesting one. Yeah, I like. I like the jersey. I kind of like the old school vibe they're going for with the numbers on the front, right? Like and way the, back there, the and, thicker stripes. Yeah, kind of. It looks like an old heritage classic style jersey mm-hmm. but that fucking logo man i have no idea what the hell it is or what's going on there there's got to be a story i don't know about but until i know that story i hate that logo yeah some cannot go on for a skate wearing a toque it's it's got it's got canadian vibes going on uh, i don't know just something about it doesn't like scream like oh it's great to me i don't know the the colors the colors are a bit weird for me for a vancouver i don't i don't know i don't know what it is like Something's throwing me off with it. I don't mind the numbers at the front. The blue is too dark. Yeah, there's something that just is like not popping that it's Vancouver for right? me. Right? It doesn't seem like a Vancouver jersey. The cream. I never really thought of Vancouver as a cream color. Yeah. Yeah, they should have went should have went in a different direction, I think, on that one. But uh, like they have the, is it the Vancouver Millionaire? No. Yeah. Millionaires? millionaires yep. Yeah, they should have done something with that again. Oh, that would have been neat. Yeah. But uh, move Just have on. it be bling as the logo. Yeah. Why not? Right? Just I mean, big ass dollar sign. Or just a dumpster fire, considering that's kind of what they are right now. For Bedard. For Bedard. Uh, moving along here. We got the San Jose Sharks trying to replicate uh, the California Golden Seals look. What did you think of this? Fucking hated it. Oh, just did not like it at all. I, uh, you know what? It's it's a bit too white for me. Uh, like I don't mind the the, the color the scheme. Colors. Looks cool, the color scheme just, looks good, it but it just like meh. like spelling out the sharks kind of the way they with the same font of the seals. Like Neat I get concept. what they are going for, but uh, I don't know. It does doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, they went for it, and unfortunately, it fell flat. Yeah. Um, Carolina Hurricanes. I fucking love it. Yeah, to me, like it's simple. Uh, it's it's just like their old canes one with the diagonal canes going across, and then the uh, the belt with the O's in it, like they used to have as well with their 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 jerseys back in the day. I really like that. Yeah, I think it just works. The di- I love jerseys that do the name diagonally. I don't know why. Maybe it's just some weird thing I have going for me, like those Tampa Bay jerseys from like. 2012 the bolt versus bolt oh steven Ooh. stamkos ripping one knee one timers in those things it's like <laughs> i'll be back 60 goal shower. man yeah no kidding i i like it it's a it's a plus for me uh colorado avalanche jerseys looks fucking horrible it looks like a columbus blue jackets regular season jersey <laughs> yeah kind of does with the stripe down the uh the arm there right i don't like that style where it's just the stripes down the arm there's not really anything else going on with it um i i wish they went with the triangle colorado rockies symbol instead of like that circle one yeah yeah i don't like the red sea i think that could have made it a lot better uh to me it just yeah it doesn't do a whole, whole lot for me uh, I'm not not, not a big fan. Close to last year's. No, it doesn't even doesn't even come near it. There's no way you can touch on it's what the they put galaxy. last year. No, it's not. Um, Chicago, burn it and don't ever look back. I agree. I think you hang this one right up next to Detroit and say, yeah, I don't really want to look at you ever again. You're in the Hall of Fame for worst jerseys. Like, I kind of has like throwback and it's old school as fuck. But like, you you have one of the best symbols like in the game like you got to use that to your advantage a bit uh and you know they came out with that black 
Chicago, the Hawks jersey there. And and now they've kind of, I don't know, they've kind of missed the mark a little bit these last couple jerseys. But They went too far old school. Yeah, I think they went a little too far. Uh, moving along, Washington Capitals. See, I really like it, but I think it is just a little too much black. I would have liked, I think I said this in our group chat, I would have liked the wings to be red and the stars like gold. Oh, like yeah. the gold bronze they've got there, yep. but put the black wings red just so it pops. Yeah, you know what? I fucking love these jerseys. To me, I just I just picture Ovi entering the league, just sniping 52 jeans his very first season, and just the, the old school Screaming Eagle look. Like, this is a jersey I would 100% buy. I, I love the way it looks. And I think the symbol's big enough where it helps with some of that, even though there's still darkness in that symbol. We'll see how it looks on ice. Maybe they add a bit more blue touch where, Ooh, yeah. with that stripe they got going down. It says Capitals in there, but uh, I'm a fan. Yeah, the extra size does help the logo. I do agree. Yeah. Uh, New York Rangers. I hate the Rangers, but I love that jersey. I love it too. And I know they used the same symbol for their first one, but they went with the new school uh, color scheme, brighten things up, and I think it works so well with this jersey yeah i like it especially like it looks like a blue rather than like a kind of depressing dark blue where you're bummed out yeah to me it just it's vibrant i love the symbol i love that old school look and uh you know they add a bit more red down the down the uh sleeves there and i think it's just a great touch i i I love this jersey i think it came together well yeah i really like it yeah it's simple it's clean it's bright i love it um columbus they should have just used Colorado's jersey and put their logo on it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. And take a look too, because like it almost looks like that jersey, because it's got the black background, that and the Stars jersey, almost identical when it comes to style. Yeah, I think the only slight difference is the white neckline doesn't touch the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, it's like almost the exact same. same. And I think they had what that they should have went with like the bumblebee. They should have done something creative with the hornet or what. Yeah, not bumblebee, the hornet look. I said bumblebee last time. I fucked you up. (laughs) Yeah, the hornet look there. I love that thing. They should have they should have done something with it. It's to me, it's just like it doesn't do a whole lot. All right, Ottawa. What do you think? Well, what do I think? I think I see what they were going for. They should have added a bit more white to this guy. I think um, I think it's a little too black. And um, so they were trying to replicate the 0607 with the bigger numbers. You could tell, but they went with uh, the new school kind of like, which is still their old technically throwback colors with the black and red, but they should have went with that old school 3d symbol that they, that they had uh, and then added in some more white. Uh, just to help with like the contrast a bit and just, just, you know, shake it up a bit. I don't hate it, but it doesn't do a whole lot for me. I completely agree with you. I think that black stripe in between the two red ones there, right under the logo. I think that should be white. Yeah. The shoulder patch should have been in the middle. So the one that they have on the shoulder patch should have been in the middle, but you know what, what, what can you do? Moving on Vegas, dude, it fucking glows in the dark. I know that is, you know what? I don't care. I'm 27, but that fires me up. It's so fucking cool. And like, it, you know, they got to, it's a clean look. Like, and I love the colors. I, I, I just, the red 
the gold and the black, to me, those colors just go together so well. And I think it blends better than last year's jersey did, for sure. Oh, 100%. Like, I wasn't a big fan of the red ones last year. Um, to me, I think this one's, I think this one's better. And how cool is it going to be when they're, you know, going out for that last skate right before puck drop and, uh, you know, they're, they're at home, the lights go out and, and these things are just glowing in the dark. Vegas. I mean, fuck. I mean, it just fits the scheme. Right. And to be the first Jersey to glow in the dark like that. Pretty cool. All right. Pittsburgh, baby. What do you think? Oh, I am so horny for these jerseys. Oh man, I I can see why because they're clean, dude. I love I love the way the uh, like the the penguin V looks. Um, you said it's Robo, Robo Penguin. Robo Penguin. I don't see the Robo in it, but I love the look of it. It's like a V shape, triangle shaped penguin. Um, it reminds me of Lemieux. Just, Lemieux, Yager, Francis, just, the old boys. To me, just has like 2002, like EA NHL 2002, I think. I think Lemieux was on the cover of that thing. So, uh, you know, that's what it reminds me of. It's a clean look. I love it. Uh, I, You know what? I'd be surprised if you don't pop. I was just going to say, I'm fucking copping one of these. I just haven't decided who. Maybe, oh, I haven't got a Gensel yet. That would be a good one. Yeah, that there we go. That would be a good one. There we go. Yeah, this is definitely a win in my books. Uh, and then the rivalries right next door here, Philadelphia. Fuck the Flyers. <laughs> you know you hate them when. And to be honest, okay, what do you think of the jersey, though? It looks like shit. I don't like it. There's not a whole lot going on. It seems pretty simple. It almost gets close to a practice jersey look. Like, not a whole lot going on. But the fact that they're wearing their Cooperalls, those long pants during warmups, that gives it a plus. Yeah, D plus. It's yeah, no longer an plus. F. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to just see some clips of them in warmups rocking those. Like, that is going to look so sick. I will give them credit there. That's going to be cool. Okay. I do think last year's reverse retros were way better for Philly. Yeah, I think the orange popped more. Uh, and this is basically like the same jersey, except it's just white. And I don't know, it just looks plain. There's not a lot, a lot going on. I wonder if there's a certain amount of teams that are mandated, like you have to make a white design. Yeah, interesting. Especially, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But moving on, we have our last three here. And the LA Kings going with their crown look with the uh, with the white jersey, but uh, a lot of purple mixed in here. This, I know I said I hate white jerseys, but I don't consider this a white jersey because there's so much color and it's kind of just got a white chest. Same as like the columbus and dallas black chest black back jerseys oh this thing slaps i don't know like you could just say so many good things about it like beautiful majestic elegant top notch top tier a1 sauce i don't know we say what you want this thing is beautiful i would love to see them just switch full time to this and like a, a dark purple as their home like their reverse retro from last year is their homes and honestly this one is their ways honestly it's gorgeous i love the color scheme this is top notch top tier one of the best in the nhl for sure how do you not get a wayno jersey in one of those yeah oh that would be disgusting honestly uh moving on uh new jersey what do you think of the new jersey jerseys new jersey's jerseys are terrible yeah considering they put out the uh the really nice like christmas ones last time loved those ones these ones with the blue stripe like the blue yellow it's, to me i don't know it looks kind of weird 
Like, yeah, I don't know. New Jersey jersey here, not a big fan of it. But I, I and I definitely didn't like the black jersey, New Jersey jerseys. Those were a lot of black jerseys. Those were terrible. But uh, you know what? I'd say these ones are a little better at least. I guess that they're kind of going for the 90s look there. I'm pretty sure that was their color scheme. They had some blue mixed in, but nah, leave it leave it there. Bro. Yeah, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. So not not a not a good plus for New Jersey's New Jersey's jerseys. Jerseys? Jerseys. Yeah, jerseys. And last but not least, we got the Fisherman Islanders jerseys. What do you think about these guys? See, I don't really, I, I mean, so many people love this logo, but I don't really. I kind of just like the classic Islanders logo. I'm a fan of this one. I, I really liked how it looked back in the day when they had a bit more of the lighter blue mixed in. This one, they don't add that lighter blue in there. It's kind of just, it, it's almost a little too dark looking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they missed the mark. But other than that, like, I, I really love this one. I think it'll look real good on ice. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, I agree with the the blue is kind of too dark for how the color of the orange is there. They they don't pop off each other. Mm-hmm. They blend in almost. Yeah, it kind of blends in. But uh, that's pretty much the wrap up for the jerseys here, or the sweaters. We should be saying. But right, well, um, someone's coming after us. Hey, we got a new player of the week, pal. You want to uh, introduce who it is? I sure McCann. Oh, hint, hint. We're going with Canner, Jared McCann, baby, through our three games this week. Burrow got two goals and two assists. That's right, four points, including back-to-back two-point games. Yeah, he really took off in those last two games, starting to heat up like we talked about earlier. And uh, Jared McCann taking player of the week this time. And, uh, you know, I still kind of see him see him on the ice flying around. I see number 19. For some reason, keeps popping in my head that it's Yarn Crock. I'm just trying to... Trying to get Yarn Crock out of my head here, but uh, he looks good in the number 19. I like it. Uh, and I think he's just starting to heat up, and there's a lot more offense coming. He looks comfy, like he's finding his groove and getting ready to go. He does. And uh, we're going to get a good three game homestand to watch him uh, keep on sniping, you know, walk off on a strong side in the power play, just, you know, short side, top shelf, do his thing again. I think he'll do that a few more times this year. Oh, I think for sure. I'm excited to see it, man. We got a lot of good hockey coming up this week and going to be back out in Banff to watch it. You're going to be here. And uh, that pretty much is going to wrap up the last time we do a a live one together in a a little while. eh? Yeah, it'll probably be a bit. Yeah, these are always a a joy to do, though, man. I love them. So much more lively. They are. They're they're great to do it next next to each other here like this. But uh, we got to wrap this episode up. We got some stuff to do. I got to get home, start packing, start getting my stuff together here, Durham. But uh, thanks everybody for uh, tuning into episode number three and uh, make sure if you enjoyed this episode to rate it five stars and stay tuned for episode number four, where we do a deep sea dive and go looking for the squid squad, baby. That's right. We're going to get to our Seattle prospects, do a little update there and uh, talk about those uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds as well, and just how they've gotten off to uh, their season, their first as an AHL team. So that'll be very exciting. Looking forward to that, Durham. But it's time to get the puck out of here. So uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers, Durham, for uh, joining in. And uh, stay tuned. It'll be a great episode coming up. So cheers, everyone. Have a great week. Yeah.